Well, thank you so much for joining The Drive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, a pastor here in Mobile, Alabama, and I'm excited to encourage you as we go over certain truths and principles from the Word of God, and I pray that your heart would be encouraged. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to The Drive. Um, We've been going over Psalm 71, and uh, it is nice and refreshing this morning. It is, no, it's November. I think it's November 3rd, Monday, and it's 48 degrees here in the Deep South, and it is awesome. I love the cool, crisp weather. Um... But we've been going over Psalm 71, and we looked at the first three verses, then we looked at verse 4 to 6, and today we're going to try to get through verse uh, 7 to 11, okay? We're going to try. And um, a lot of good stuff here, and again, we're just going to go verse by verse and and go down and, and expound upon it and talk about it and hopefully be uplifted and encouraged, Um the Psalm 717, the psalmist continues on, and he says, I have become as a wanderer to many, but you are my strong refuge. A couple things are happening here. Number one is that the psalmist is recognizing people are looking from the outside in, into his life, and they're seeing him a certain way. They have some preconceptions based on what the psalmist is doing, where he's at. And so to some, he seems like a wanderer, right? He seems scattered. He seems like he's going from here to there, and there's no real rhyme or reason to what he's doing. But as far as the psalmist is concerned, that's not true. He understands that he knows exactly where he's at, and he knows exactly where his security comes from, right? See, his security comes from the Lord, and we learned that in the prior verses, uh, but here he's saying, you know what, people see me as a wanderer, but you're my strong refuge. Don't you love that? He was so secure in his knowledge and relationship with the Lord that he's like, <laughs> essentially, he's like, you know what, basically, people can think what they want to think, right? But here's the reality. The reality is the Lord is my strong refuge, period. I'm, uh, my security is in him. He is the one who I care you know, I care what he thinks, like, period. People are going to say what they're going to say, do what they're going to do, but I care what the Lord thinks, how he views me, and I know that he is my strong refuge and he's there for me. And I just love that. I just love the psalmist's security in the Lord, right? It's so um, refreshing and it's a blessing, and you and I have security in the Lord as well. And the psalmist goes on and says, Let my mouth be filled with your praise. And with your glory all the day. Now, why did the psalmist have to say this? Isn't this like a, a, a no-brainer? Like, yeah, praise the Lord all day. No, he was telling himself, listen, I, I want my mouth to be filled with the praises of the Lord. Like, I want this day to be about God. I want to focus and have my priority be the Lord. And so he's telling himself, let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Because what's the alternative? What's the opposite? Well, having your mouth filled with glorifying yourself, focusing on you, having that narcissistic mentality. No, 
The psalmist was like, uh-uh, no, I want to glorify God today. I want to praise Him today. Let me do that. <laughs> He's essentially telling himself, and what a great reminder for us, you know, when we start the day, Lord, you be glorified through my life today. Let me praise you all day long. And he goes on in verse 9, he says, Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. I love that because some older people that are believers think, well, the Lord doesn't want to use me anymore. And to that, I would say, that's not true. God wants to use his children for his glory in his way. You know, God wants to use his kids in this life, no matter what age you are, no matter where you're from, even no matter what you've done. So the psalmist is like, don't cast me off in my old age. God, that's not God's heart. He wants to use the older to counsel and pray for and instruct the younger. It says, do not forsake me when my strength fails. Has your strength ever failed? If you're human, if you're a human being, which you are if you're listening to this, your strength has failed. You've felt weak. You've been at your end. You've been at a place where you're just like, I want to give up. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with, I'm done with it all. I'm done with everything. You want to, as the phrase says, you want to throw in the towel. Throw your hands up and say, forget it. But instead of throwing your hands up and say, forget it, we need to throw our hands up and say, Lord, I'm going to praise you. Because my strength is failing. Lord, give me strength. And guess what? He will give you all the strength that you need to get through every single day and everything that you face. Don't forsake me when my strength fails. The beautiful thing about the Lord, one of the beautiful things, is that when your strength is failing, he's still there to fill you up, to lift you up, to give you the wisdom and the strength that you need. He's still there. He's not going to run away because you're weak. He's actually, his strength is going to be made perfect in your weakness, the Bible says. It's amazing. And the psalmist goes on in verse 10, it says, For my enemies speak against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. And so what does this mean? Well, this means that the enemies of the children of God are criticizing, are bringing discouragement, kind of like Job's friends. I don't know why we call them Job's friends, because real friends don't sit there and just discourage you and say, it's all your fault, it's all your fault, it's all your fault. But that's what Job's friends did. So I wouldn't call them Job's friends. I would say those people that are trying to counsel you are actually from the enemy because they're discouraging you like crazy. The psalmist is saying, my enemies speak against me. They lie in wait, they counsel together. Those who are against, like, it's kind of like if someone is against you, they will tell everyone else, you know what, you need to be against them too because this, this, and this. And oftentimes all the this, this, and this, they're all lies. But the psalmist is recognizing there's enemies. For the child of God, there are enemies, you guys. The world, the flesh, the devil, there are enemies bombarding us. But we have to remember, realize that 
The Lord is stronger. He who is in us is stronger than he who is in the world. He is stronger than all the enemies that we're ever going to face in this whole lifetime. But people will bring discouragement. And they will say things that are discouraging. Like, God has forsaken him. In verse 11, the psalmist is saying, you know what people are telling me? God has forsaken me. And people are after me. And there's none to deliver me. Heaping discouragement. But that's why I love what the psalmist said a couple verses before. He basically was saying, you know what, I want to give glory to God. I want to praise God through it all. And that's what helps us to fight our spiritual battles, to praise God, to seek God, to look to Him, to realize His heart towards us. That gives us the strength that we need to face the battles that are before us. And that's a beautiful thing. And let's just go on a couple more verses, guys. In verse 12, uh, it says... Oh God, do not be far from me. Oh my God, make haste to help me. So he's crying out to the Lord. He's honestly desperate for God. And I love that. Are we honestly desperate for God? Or are we trying to do everything ourselves? Horrible way to live. It's going to lead to stress. It's going to lead to anxiety. It's going to lead to all kinds of discouragement. Let God do it for you. Surrender and let God carry you. He says, oh God, do not be far from me. In verse 13, he says, let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with, pro, uh, with uh, reproach sorry, and dishonor who seek my hurt. So now he was just like, you know what, judge them. And the beautiful thing is that God is the judge and we are the ones that love, okay? We love the Lord. We're called to love others with the love of God. God's the judge. He is just, right? Leave it all in his hands. He is the just judge. And just to finish it up on a positive note here, in verse 15, I love it. I'm sorry, verse 14. He says, but I will hope continually, and I will praise you yet more and more. Verse 14. Man, so good. But I will hope continually, and I will praise you more and more. Again, we talked about this a few episodes ago. Hope in the Bible is hope that is sure. Hope that will happen. I will hope continually. I'll praise you yet more and more. So even though there were enemies coming against the psalmist, even though he was facing difficult times, even though he was struggling, what did he do? He praised the Lord. How much? More and more. I love that, don't you? Praise the Lord more and more. You may be struggling. You may be going through challenges. You may be going through difficulties. You may be weak. You may be failed. You may have failed. You may be faulty, right? But listen. What should you do during all the times where life is difficult? Praise the Lord more and more. Praise the Lord more and more. Glorify Him. Focus on Him. Seek Him. Amen. God bless you guys, and I pray that you have an awesome day. And continue seeking the Lord. Talk to you next time.